8 o'clock hour here on your home of the Cowboys and Rangers. Bobby is fist pumping on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Here on Sean and RJ, Mike Florio is getting set to join us from ProFootballTalk.com. we got to talk about all the different rumors. Is Michael Irvin going to be in the clear legally? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Ramsey, possible rumors to the Cowboys. Is Derrick Henry getting traded? Uh, Calvin Ridley reinstated. Just a ton of different stuff to get to. And right now the big story is Diana Rossini uh, from ESPN is suggesting that Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets are even closer, even mm. closer to working this out. That'd be, that'd be interesting to see. The compensation uh, to give Green Bay and the compensation to give Aaron Rodgers. Those are the things that are most intriguing. Uh, look, is this going to make them a Super Bowl contender? Sure. But, I mean, they're still, at best, at best, uh, the third best team in the in the AFC. At best, and that'd be behind Cincinnati and Kansas City. I think Buffalo's clearly three. Yeah. Cl- clearly behind the other two. Yeah. At best, the Jets are ahead of Buffalo if they get Aaron Rodgers. But I don't think there's a way they're ahead of Kansas City or, or Cincy. I don't even know that they – I wouldn't have them ahead of Buffalo even. I probably wouldn't uh, either. I mean, depending on what version of Aaron Rodgers you get. If he's playing really well and the defense shows they can replicate it, yeah, yeah now, now we're talking. All right, let's bring in Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com on the Diamond Factory hotline. He was early – at the Super Bowl with us and late today. Good morning, Mike. Well, I was also late because I missed the call twice because I forgot to turn my ringer back on after my show ended. So I don't know how late I am to arrival at the spot, but I apologize to your your producer for not answering the phone. But it's great to be with you guys. We had fun. You guys had to cut me off. I was about to drop an (laughs) F-bomb, I think. I can't remember what it was, but you got me going. Hey, what, what, what is this new novel? A new novel, April 25th, a mob book? Did you write a mob book? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know where you're getting your information. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Are you pranking yeah, me? Just, that, no, that's just not the kind of setup I was hoping for. <laughs> I was hoping for something a little more effusive, not confused, not like, what is this? How can like, I not be confused? I want, that you to, you- I want you to use your influence over your audience to get them to go buy it. It's only four ninety nine. What can you buy for four ninety nine? In today's world, well, I, I'll tell you what you can buy. You can buy the ebook version of Father of Mine, available April 25. It is a mob tale set in the small town where I grew up, where the mob was everywhere. And I know because my dad was a bookie connected to the crew that ran the town. All right. And it's inspired by true events, which means everything else is made up. But some of the stuff that the the the, the folks in the book do actually happened and. Um, you know, but names have been changed to protect the innocent and to make sure I'm not wearing cement shoes somewhere. But uh, it, it was it was a product of the pandemic when we were just kind of sitting around twiddling our thumbs and uh, I sat down one night and started typing and, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. A hundred thousand words later. Here we are. How much did you leave out or how much were you worried while putting certain things in? Well, I was I was a kid and there weren't a lot of things I knew because I wasn't involved. And it's not like they came to the house and had meetings and I was getting them drinks like spiders, uh, spider and good fellas. Like I didn't know anything. <laughs> was but, but you pick some stuff up just being around, you know, I, I don't think there was any omerta that I was bound by. I hope to find, I hope not to find out that I was, you know, wrong about that one, but <laughs> yeah, all, all, all the, all the people that were involved are dead now. 
So oh, I'm not worried about anything that may come out. And, and a lot of the stuff that I found out about, I didn't know at the time. I learned about it later through the magic of Google. And, you know, some of the names that I found and the things that they did or the things they allegedly did, like I knew these people. Like if I had known what I know now, I, I would have never gone into the same room with some of these guys. The West Virginia mob. The Who West, knew? I never thought. Very Never prevalent, thought. very prevalent, very prevalent. <laughs> wow. and, 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 you know, you try to make a story that, that is interesting to people. I, I, I don't want anyone to read anything that they aren't intrigued by and entertained by. And I try very hard, and I've written multiple books now because I, I just well. found that I, I, I have a knack for doing it. I don't know if it's any good, but the idea is you, you want to hold people's attention, especially in this day and age where our attention pan, uh, spans are so short. You can't meander around for 10 pages. You can't meander around for five pages. Yeah. You got to get to it or they're going to put it down and they're going to say, I wasted my four ninety nine. I could have had a pack of cigarettes or at least what, three fourths of a pack of cigarettes. Down a gas. Down a gas. <laughs> See, yeah. now look, you have five minutes talking about this book. That doesn't happen on any other radio show after you sure. insulted my intro. Well, it would have been a lot less if you would have just given it. <laughs> A great promotion on the way in, and I wouldn't have had to spend time talking about it. <laughs> Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com. So we want your legal expertise on the Michael Irvin thing, but this Aaron Rodgers thing right now is picking up steam as we speak. Diana Rossini saying they're getting even closer. You think this is basically a done deal, Aaron Rodgers, to the Jets? Why, why is Green Bay just wanting to move on so easily? What are we talking about in terms of possible compensation? Where, where does this thing stand? Well, look, I think this was a done deal the moment that – the Jets brass got on the plane and flew to California, right? They're not going there to vet Aaron Rodgers. They're not going there with all these different eyes to inspect whether or not this is the guy they want being their quarterback. They went out there to kiss his ass. When, when you are on the fence about whether or not you want to hire somebody, they come to you for the interview. When you pack up the team owner, the team owner's brother, the team president, the head coach, the GM, the offensive coordinator, and you fly across the country to him, you're trying to convince him to come to you. And the fact that the Packers allowed it to happen, think back to two years ago, the night before the draft, 49ers called the Packers and said, hey, any chance you trade Aaron Rodgers? And they laughed and hung up. Now, what are they doing? They're letting the Jets talk to Aaron Rodgers. They're ready to move on. And I think the Packers, I, I said this earlier on our show on Peacock, PFT Live, I said the Packers are kind of like the team that's up four points with three minutes left in the game, and they're just trying not to screw anything up. Like, they're not saying anything. They're just kind of let this go, and they're just hoping that the Jets and Aaron Rodgers get sufficiently comfortable, more specifically that Rodgers gets comfortable with the Jets, because I think the Jets have already written the check. They've already sold their soul. If Rodgers wants to do this, the Packers get to move on. They get to avoid $60 million in cash expenditure and cap space this year, and they get to pivot to Jordan Love after he sat on the bench three years, just like Rodgers sat on the bench three years before the Packers traded Brett Favre to the Jets. I mean, the Brett Favre-Aaron Rodgers career arc is identical right now. I would advise Aaron Rodgers to maybe deviate from Brett Favre's career arc at some point. <laughs> but right now, it's unbelievable to think this trade is happening if it happens and it looks like it's going to, and he's going to end up at the same team they traded Brett Favre to 15 years ago. We love your Lamar Washington-Dan Snyder theory. Love it. But I want to know your reaction to all these teams lining up to say no Lamar and how much are you buying into the collusion theory on the internet? Well, the collusion theory 
is rooted in what happened last year after the Browns gave Deshaun Watson a five-year fully guaranteed contract. They were part of a four-team competition. They were the first team that was told, you're out. And they had already pissed off Baker Mayfield, and they got desperate, and they cooked up the five-year fully guaranteed contract as a way to swoop in and win the day. The reaction to that, including Ravens owner Steve Bishotti, who publicly said this is going to make it harder to do business. You know, when that happens, and think of it this way, people say, well, how does collusion happen in the NFL? They get together four times a year and have meetings. It's yeah. like the CEO of McDonald's and Burger King and Taco Bell and Arby's all getting together four times a year to talk about how they do business. Why are you doing that? You're competitors. See, these businesses are supposed to be competitors. Right. They get together and compare notes on how they do things. And when it becomes clear through the conversations, can't prove it, no one's ever going to admit to it, but when it's clear that this is frowned upon, nobody wants to do a five-year fully guaranteed contract with a quarterback. And I think the team's are closing the door before Lamar even gets to the porch because they don't want to hear him say, I want a five-year fully guaranteed contract before they know. So they're preemptively saying no. So no one can say, oh, well, he asked for a five-year fully guaranteed contract and you said no. And all these teams said no when he asked for a five-year fully guaranteed contract. They're trying to avoid it. They're trying to short-circuit it. I think that's why it's played out the way that it has so far. But again, it only takes one team and I like that you guys are on my commander's theory because it makes the commanders better, clearly. It sticks the next owner of the commanders with the bill, and it gives Dan Snyder an opportunity to give the powers that be in the NFL the middle finger on the way out the door. <laughs> Do you really believe Tom Brady is just a kitten owner at this point, or is he actually <laughs> going to come back? I believe that – at some point in June or July, he's going to wake up and say, what have I done? I still want to play football. He said on his podcast, he still wants to play. And Jim Gray, who co-hosts the Let's Go podcast with Tom Brady, said to him at one point, you know, you said that you'll retire when you suck and you don't suck, so why are you retiring? And Brady said, and I quote, I believed it when I said it. And you know what dawned on me the other day, guys? That is a powerful license to say whatever you want to say. It's the George Costanza, it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> it's, it's next level. I believed it when I said it. It was true when I said it. It's no longer true. But it was true when I said it. And I, I just don't rule anything out with this guy. And I think once he processes time with his family, and if, especially if it's the Dolphins, because two of his kids live in Miami, you know, I think the 49ers at some point may wake up and say, we got Brock Purdy with the messed up elbow. We got Trey Lance that we're not sure we can trust. Why don't, why don't we finally say yes to Tom Brady? Because he's been trying to get there, I believe. Definitely in 2020, he wanted to go there. And I think something was going on last year, too, once the Dolphins' door got slammed in his face after the, uh, the Brian Flores lawsuit was filed and the Dolphins couldn't proceed with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. But I, I'm not ready to say this guy's not coming back. And, and whether it's June or July, whether it's injury happens uh, to a starting quarterback early in the season, whatever it may be. You know, I always thought Brett Favre would do a, Rogers Clemens, a Roger Clemens half season at some point, and he never did. I could see Tom Brady doing something like that if, if the right opportunity arises. And, and who knows? Maybe I, I've said I'm not going to believe he's truly done until he doesn't play for a full year. Maybe with him I'll say that I'm not – convinced he's truly done until two years go by without him playing and your website four minutes ago just tweeted scott zolak 
Uh, Patriots broadcaster, former Patriots QB, says Brady playing for the Dolphins is definitely 100% in play. Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com here on The Fan. All right, your legal perspective on the Michael Irvin case and Michael's press conference yesterday. Well, when when I got the notice of the press conference and I remembered that Tuesday was the day that they were due to get information from Marriott, my first conclusion was they might they must like what they got. Right. You're not calling a press conference to say, well, you know what, based <laughs> on everything they gave us, uh, they're right. And Michael apologizes and we dismiss the case. So I think that, that what they got from Marriott, they liked. And Marriott is acting like a company that has something to hide here. They they have been kicking and screaming when it comes to not giving up the surveillance video. And then what I gleaned yesterday was when it was time to turn over the video, they told Irvin's lawyer, we're not giving it to you. We'll let you see it. Michael can't see it. We'll only let you see it. And we're not giving you the video because the lawyer said that he filed a, a motion yesterday to force them to actually give him the video. So they have been very reluctant and recalcitrant and combative unnecessarily. And I know they have a defense like we don't really own the hotel. It's just our name on it. I don't know if that's going to fly. The bottom line is somebody apparently overreacted. Somebody instigated with NFL Network a complaint that got Michael Irvin pulled from the Super Bowl week coverage. And the one fact that I think is very important to remember here Marriott is a longtime sponsor of the NFL. Mm. And my guess is that the NFL was willing to jump when they got a complaint from proud sponsor of the NFL. And this is part of what you learned through the discovery process. How high up the chain of Marriott did this go? How many alarms were sounded? And how high up NFL Network's ladder did it go? Because when they and, and hey, NFL Network may have some liability here at some point if Michael Irvin chooses to pursue it. Mm. But man, it sure feels like somebody dramatically overreacted based upon the representation of what's in that video, the accounts from the eyewitnesses that Michael Irvin had participate yesterday, and those guys have all been named, I think, in court papers. Um, I, I, I feel horrible for Michael Irvin because I feel like somebody made a rash decision acted on it prematurely, and now the question is, can the legal process be be engineered in a way that gets him a fair amount of compensation for what he, by all appearances, unnecessarily endured? So you're feeling great if you're Michael or his attorney. Well, you're still upset that it happened. Yeah. That, that's the thing. When, when you have a ca- any type of civil case, you're always better off not having had the thing happen that caused the lawsuit. Right, whether it's a, an injury or you had a job that you lost, anything, anything that's bad enough to justify a viable civil lawsuit, it's better if it didn't happen. So there's nothing for Michael Irvin to be happy about. But as it relates to the lawsuit, it there's been nothing so far that has caused me to say, uh-oh, Michael may have a problem. Other than the fact that he spoke publicly when he should he should have said nothing early on. We talked about that four weeks ago he shouldn't have said anything because it's clear that his version of whatever happened is unreliable because he was drinking and he doesn't remember but we're apparently becoming aware of other evidence that makes his testimony unnecessary that there's nothing that should have caused anyone i've seen nothing i've heard nothing that should have caused anyone 
to complain about Michael Irvin. And guys, I'll tell you this. If Marion had something that was a smoking gun, we'd know about it. Last thing, any smoke to the Cowboys and DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Ramsey, Odell Beckham, as we're all getting ready for the DAC extension? Well, they've made it clear that they're still interested in Odell Beckham. The problem is I think Beckham's going to want more than than, uh, he should get at this point because he needs to reestablish to the league that he can still play at a high level before he can get the kind of contract he wants. The number that was being kicked around last year was $20 million a year. DeAndre Hopkins is definitely available, but you better be ready to pay him on the way in the door. I think Ramsey and Hopkins and also Derrick Henry, the reason those three guys are available, common reason, they want new contracts. And, you know, Hopkins technically is making $27.5 million a year, but this year he's making nineteen five, and he's seen the market go haywire. He's going to want a new contract. Jalen Ramsey, there was talk last year early in training camp, maybe just before the start of the season, about – Ramsey wanting a new contract that subsided because he still had four years left at the time. Now he has three years left. I think he's going to want a new contract. So you, you better have a way to placate these guys financially if you bring them to town. And I know Jerry Jones has been talking about them making a big move in free agency, but you know, don't just go chase a star. You want to get somebody who's going to make the team better and help the Cowboys get over the hump, at least put them in a position where they can beat the 49ers if they meet them again in the playoffs. The Godfather. Mike Florio, father of mine, a mob book, April 25th for $4.99 on 105.3 The Fan. Thank you, Don. Never go against the family. (laughs) Never go against the website. (laughs) Mike Florio, Diamond Factory Hotline. You may be able to play video games with Luka Doncic after what happened last night. Next on The Fan. Bounce feed to Marshall, back to CJ. Pop another three. Oh! Rumble, young man. Straight away. Rumble. It was Kyrie in the third, but C.J. McCollum in the fourth. As Luka Doncic leaves with the thigh injury, the Mavs lose to the Pelicans last night. They fall from five to eight in the Western Conference. And Luka, after the game, said it's not good. He's been hurting for over a week. Should the Mavs have sat him out second night of a back-to-back? More Jason Kidd second-guessing. Should you maybe sat him against the Pacers and hope to get that win at home without him, even though they ended up losing? So that's Luca laboring. Also picks up tech number 15. And Porzingis goes off for 43, 5, and 5. So it was a lovely night for the Mavericks. What are we looking at, Dr. Ralph, with hamstring strains with this MRI set for today? It depends on the grade of the strain. Um, you know, like we saw, we saw, and we just Googled it. Uh, 10 days to three weeks on a grade one. Uh, if it's more severe, it could be longer. I texted my buddy, uh, who's a athletic trainer. Yeah, uh, well. Uh, so we'll find out what he says. He hasn't responded yet. Is this Fine. the former one? Current XFL. Oh, wow. Yeah. Arlington. Well, they're all in Arlington. They're all, I mean, they're all, no, he doesn't. Like what team? All the teams practice here. Yeah. So he's a league trainer, not yes. like a team specific one. Uh, no, it's a team specific. So he has to go. I don't. I don't remember what team it is. Oh. He has to go to whatever host city that they play in. But he's based with that team during the week. So when they say thigh, this is the this is the hamstring or it's the quad, because that'll that'll change it. So if it's the front of his thigh, that would be the quad. If it's behind it, it's the hamstring. The quad. That's the hamstring recovery time. 
The quad recovery time, there are three different grades. A grade one injury recovers within one to two weeks if they rest the muscle as much as possible. And it can take longer to recover from a grade two or three, in some cases, over a month. So if it's related to that quad, then that would be... I mean, either way, I don't think you want the hamstring or the quad being messed up because soft tissue stuff is just dicey to deal with sometimes. Ask Miles Austin. Kevin Durant slipped in the layup line, went down with a sprained ankle, missed the Suns' win over OKC. Arizona papers and publications are suggesting he could be out four to six weeks, maybe missing the end of the regular season and the start of the playoffs for that last night. But he slipped for some reason. Uh, So with Lucas sidelined, you may be able to catch him on the sticks, as the kids say. <laughs> Is that what they still say, the sticks? Uh, in terms of the uh, the, the joysticks? Yeah. Yeah, the, I, I, uh, yeah I mean, that's a golf term for me. I don't, sticks are your golf clubs? The la- I mean, I know that on Chappelle's show 20 years ago, Chappelle was saying, here, pick up your sticks. I, I'm not as active in the gamer community anymore, but I mean, I know that was relevant 20 years ago. I don't know that it still would be. Are you a consistent gamer? Oh, I am. Yeah, me and the homies, we definitely hit up uh, Warzone. Okay. Daily well, basis. And what are you playing that on? Uh, PS4. PS4. PlayStation 4, yep. Okay. Wow. Mom and dad haven't got you a PS5 yet? Nope. I'm still saving up for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where did, where did you find this, Bobby? Luca. So, Maybe Luca. Oh, no, this this is Luca when you hear it. Uh, this was uh, went viral on Twitter the Kyrie, other day. Kyrie's a big gamer. Maybe that's our most attractive way to keep him here. Him and Luca can game together. Exactly. That That's the way to get him linked up. But there was a, uh, a Twitch streamer. Uh, his name, I believe, is, uh, according to this, Determined Oblivious Crab Corgi. So that's his name. Uh, but he was playing Overwatch 2. Uh, which is a video game, I suppose, that children play. Uh, and children. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not wow. saying I'm not saying children like immature. I'm talking about the, like when you use like the kids today, like that. I'm sure, the, the adults today. Do I'm that sure, as well. and I'm sure all of them are, are smarter and more successful than me, and so it's fine. Whatever. Uh, this Twitch streamer just decided to start chatting. You know, he was in a, a group playing with some people, and he just decided to start chatting with uh, one of the people that was in his group, and. The voice sounds pretty familiar, I think. Yeah, any hobbies, Donatello? Yeah, I play basketball. Tell okay. Me. Well, you go to a gym You're or a play team? Dallas Mavericks. You're on the Wait, Mavericks. What? Wait, like yeah. varsity or? No, no, real. Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, can I have your autograph? So these guys clearly know nothing about basketball. Varsity. <laughs> varsity. These guys <laughs> know nothing varsity. about basketball. All right, when hearing this first clip, are you totally convinced that's him? That's him. That's 100% Luca. And so but they decide. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. I have full, full, full disclosure. I assume everybody east of Vienna sounds the same. <laughs> I assume they all have the same accent. That's true, but it, it does sound like the the delivery and the enunciation sounds very much like Luca. And so these guys decide to, I guess, start Googling around a little bit while they're playing. Going like, who is this guy? Let's figure out if we can so, find out who he is. So this is what's supposed to happen on a radio hotline. Like if someone randomly calls the hotline and it's a star or a big name, and it's like, no, you, you, you can't be calling. I don't know if you have any instances of this when someone surprisingly calls. The producer has to, like, fact check them before throwing them on the air. Like, all right, give me your birthday. What's your sign? 
Now, what's your favorite food? If you can find any of that on Google, because you're not expecting someone to just randomly call no, in. No, you're not expecting somebody to just pop on your Twitch. Go, I play basketball for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, what about radio show wise? Anyone? I don't think we've ever had that. Someone on the hotline. Well, they they, they don't have the hotline number. A lot of people, but. Even going back, working your old other jobs? I, I can't think of a situation where that happened. Maybe maybe when Michael was doing his show. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't answer the phone that day. So, so they wanted to verify Luca. They were they were trying to, to fact check him a little bit, and that's difficult to do when these guys don't follow basketball at all. And so they're just they're throwing some questions out to him based off of their, their quick research. You're Luca Donovich. Donovich. Yes. Okay. I don't really watch NBA. I'll, I'll keep it a buck, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I just heard the name. Chat, chat. What's Luka Donovich's? Wait, <laughs> Luka. My lord. When's your birthday? Twenty-eighth of February. Well, he actually knows. That's uh, wait. I googled that. You're actually right. <laughs> I know. I I'm him. <laughs> I know. Stop interrogating the guy. If he says he's the guy, he's the guy. I'm alone. Hey, I'm Yo, bro, can I get your autograph by the way? I just defended you. People <laughs> troll me all the time, man. Wait, McCreelo, please. Yeah, me too, me too. Okay, we can combo here. I will do it. And Luca just starts getting back in the game. But the Twitch we chat. We can combo here. That Twitch chat is like blowing up. When he's like, so you're the, everybody's like, this is Luca, dude. Like, this is Luca Donovich. Y'all have no idea. Luca Donovich. Donovich. Uh, that's Luka awesome. You're Luca Donovich. <laughs> you are Luca Donovich. And I like what he says. Uh, People troll me all the time. And then Luca goes, yeah, me too. Will someone know <laughs> the next time, you know, CA's out there, if he goes, all right, I'm here with uh, Luca Donovich. If someone just says Luca Donovich to him, will they, will he know instantly what they're referring to? I bet he does. Okay. I, I bet he I bet he would know. So how does it work, Peyton? Like you just randomly decide like a, a video game to jump into? Like how did he randomly end up in, in, in their game? So if you don't have like a full squad, you can get like custom squads or like a fill basically, which like you know, if you're playing squads and you only have two people. Is it like a you... fantasy draft like, where you can like go into a different league? Like an it's auto all league? Randomized. randomized. So whoever queues up exactly as you do and whoever needs two more partners, they'll join or however many are per team. I d I don't really play Overwatch. Um, but yeah, it's basically just a random fill. Yeah, that's for little kids, apparently. <laughs> I didn't say, and now yeah, the children. Now better. we've got the text freaking out. I just meant uh, like the should. kids you today. Children. I was basically referring to how old I am, not how like I was trying to talk about how I'm out of touch. That's what it was for. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. So we'll hold our breath for the Luca MRI today with the thigh issue and injury after losing to the Pelicans last night. Do we now have the Brock Purdy rule? For the NFL draft, is Max Duggan going to benefit? And who from TCU are the Cowboys eyeing right here in Fort Worth? Bobby tells us next in Below the Belt on the fan. Don't make me take off my belt. Howdy, gentlemen. Howdy. Brock Purdy may have made your boy Hendon Hooker some money, RJ Choppy. Oh, baby. Yeah, you're not going to be able to slander the man anymore. Old Big C Brock. Uh, I'm sorry to say this, but like I am a play. If, if Hendon Hooker goes to the San Francisco 49ers, that's that's my team. I root for my I root for my university's players. <laughs> All of them? Yeah. Yeah. 
basically. Okay, well, so who are your other teams bet? Who, who was the last quarterback to get drafted with a real chance to play in the league? Uh, oh, it's been a while. Uh, I mean, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs was uh, Jonathan Crumpton. Uh, Eric Ainge. Oh, he was such a disappointment. Yeah, he was. Uh, and then Peyton. And then uh, which which one of the Clawson brothers was a, a letdown there too? Not Jimmy. Jimmy was in Notre Dame. No, Casey was the quarterback, and was, so was Rick at Tennessee. What about T. Martin? T. got drafted like the third or fourth round by Pittsburgh. Never really did anything. Yep. So this is an article from Sports Illustrated coming out of the Combine by Connor Orr, and I thought it was really fascinating. The Brock Purdy effect. Experienced college quarterbacks are moving up draft boards. The 49ers quarterbacks' success as a rookie has other NFL teams thinking about players worth taking earlier in the draft. So you're always looking, I think, at big ceiling players. Clearly in the draft, you're looking at high ceiling players, but specifically at quarterback. Like teams are always wanting to gamble on traits, and that's why Josh Allen gets picked in the top 10. That's why uh, Anthony Richardson is a guy that so many people are, are thinking so highly of. And the idea for a lot of years has been that when you when you have a guy who's played four years in college as a starter or five years in college as a starter as a quarterback, there's almost more to nitpick and that there's more to look at and say, well, this guy doesn't do this well and this is here and this is there and that they'd almost rather take a, a gamble on somebody who they don't know much about because they go, well, here are all these traits and you haven't necessarily seen a bunch of stuff that has caused you to feel negative about them. That's why compared two players on that same roster, Brock Purdy, what he stepped in and did is a guy who nobody really wanted to take a chance on drafted as Mr. Irrelevant versus Trey Lance, who went third overall and had very little tape, but had all the traits in the world. And so Connor Orr said that coming out of Indianapolis, he was informed by people around the league of what is now being called the Brock Purdy effect. And that... When you look at what Purdy was able to do and the calm that he showed and how advanced he seemed to be in terms of, you know, his IQ and things like that, that it was a little bit of an eye opener to teams that teams went, maybe, maybe we've thought wrong about this. Dak Prescott was a guy who stepped in, Mm -hmm. played really well as a rookie after being a four year, you know, a four year player. He went to the senior bowl. Two, two uh, pretty similar circumstances for Dak and Brock. The rest of these teams are going to promise that you're going to drop them right into a win-now situation. Yeah. You could argue San Fran had the best roster in the NFL last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could you know, say they had the best defense, and you got Debo and McCaffrey and Shanahan making it easy. So we got to tag that along with it. So th- there is there is a lot to this. This used to be— uh, And Dak had an amazing line and other weapons and all that stuff because of the Romo injury. Yeah. They were They're a team ready to win. So this used to be one of, um, you know, Parcells' quarterback things. Mm-hmm. Third and fourth year guys. Prior to Cam Newton, very few quarterbacks succeeded off of one year of college. And and you can argue whether Cam was a hit or not. He had the MVP year, but he was a only a one. He was only he only got one extra contract as the number one overall pick right. from his original team. That many would say is a failure, but. Guys generally who have over a thousand snaps seen in college at the quarterback position perform better than guys who don't. That there's there's a history in the in the NFL of that. Again, Cam is one that didn't necessarily Trubisky. see that. 
Trubisky was a one-year starter who flopped as well. Yeah. So, like, guys, Mark Sanchez, mm-hmm. guys who have that one year and then they get drafted super high don't necessarily fit the mold. Connor writes here, he says, position players are better than ever. Offensive schemes are better than ever. Defenses are at a bigger disadvantage than ever. While a team should never give up its search for a Patrick Mahomes, there is a great deal of value in finding a quality point guard who can simply distribute the football to the talent. This is especially true if we remain in a Vic Fangio world where defenses are more focused on containment. So a few players in this year's draft class, Hendon Hooker, Clayton Thune from Houston, Max Duggan from TCU, Malik Cunningham from Louisville, among others, could see more teams clamoring for their services earlier than they may have a few years back. As it was explained to me, Perhaps fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks will become third, fourth, or fifth round picks. There's always been a reach at quarterback that, that I mean, up until last year when you had Malik Willis and all those quarterbacks sliding into the third round, there's generally been a reach on quarterbacks is, hey, this is such an important position and it's such a lottery ticket. We've got to take Kyle Bowler in the first round. We've got to hmm. take JP Lossman in the first round. And going through those guys. So that's always been there with traits, guys. Not so much the guys who have been average talents who just show their their smart quarterbacks who can distribute the football. But Brock Purdy changing some of that for guys like Hooker and Duggan specifically. So Hooker, we've talked a lot about how he's kind of a second round pick. If he's, you know, the knee obviously complicates things a little bit, but... Is it outrageous to think he could slide into the back end of the first? If teams are looking like, hey, let's. There's a lot of quarterbacks being mocked like in the top 10 of these drafts. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're talking about four. Almost universally, people have four quarterbacks in the top 10 right now. Yeah. And then it's a drop to probably Hooker as the next one. So any team that needs a quarterback in the next 20 picks isn't going to be a little tempted and maybe look at the Brock Purdy thing and go, you know what? Let's uh, let's dabble here. Let's get in on this. I could see. I could see four teams taking a shot at him. (laughs) Finally, we got the Gallup drop. But we, we, Peyton, you need to get the previous breaths. (laughs) Uh, Or or just clip those breaths right there. Yeah, just clip my breath. Uh, I could see Washington taking a shot at him if all the four are gone. Uh, I could see Tampa. Uh, I could see Baltimore, depending on how Lamar goes. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Minnesota. Yeah. Those, I can see those teams. Other than that, I don't see anybody in the last seven or eight picks of the draft. Jacksonville, Giants, Cowboys, Buffalo, Cincy, Philly, KC. I don't see any of them taking a shot. Then you get to the second round. I mean, is, you know, is Chicago in play? Is maybe Indianapolis doesn't take a quarterback? Are they in play? A lot of people were really impressed with, with Hendon Hooker, how he interviewed, how he did. Um, Max Duggan was a guy who impressed a lot of people. Max Duggan's trajectory is wild when you consider he lost a quarterback battle last year yeah and he still came out and was a Heisman finalist and ran a ran a blazed I had no idea he was that fast when he went out there at the combine ran a like a four five four forty he he didn't I did not think he was that athletic so you see the athleticism of a guy like Duggan as well and you see his IQ and and in general what a steady field general he is Duggan's a guy who could have gone from potentially undrafted before the season started to maybe he's somebody who gets picked in the top 100 so interesting right there max duggan's tcu teammate the cowboys like there you go that sounds just graphic that's amazing uh 
the Cowboys have interest in one of Max Duggan's TCU teammates. And I know a lot of people hear that and they go, oh, is it Steve Avila, the the interior offensive lineman? Is it Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver? Nope. We told you guys coming out of combine that this is going to be a draft where they address running back again. And they like Kendra Miller, the running back out of TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not test this week at the combine. Um, he will test at his pro day, I believe, at the end of this month. Uh, but the Cowboys are are fans of his. 5'11", 215. Uh, last year, he rushed for almost 1,400 yards, 6 yards a carry, 17 touchdowns. Uh, and you remember when Sonny Dykes has been on this show a couple times, he's always made sure to highlight Kendra Miller as somebody that was a big part of what they do. And that, yeah, while we like to push the vertical passing game, we're not the team that we are without Kendra Miller. Got size, can, you know, really work as a complete back for the Cowboys. And so I think that that's somebody that they definitely have interest in. In fact, I was told that they've already, while they didn't meet with him at the Combine, they've got a private workout scheduled with him uh, sometime in the next several weeks. Uh, Random running back question. Mm -hmm. What is... Because we talked about the size with with Bryce, what is the Deuce Vaughn man? Because he's like five six, and he's so good is the problem. Deuce Vaughn, and that's relevant here to the Cowboys. Deuce Vaughn is K-State. is from Kansas State, is a shifty, exciting running back, and he is also the son of one of the Cowboys national scouts, Chris Vaughn. And Ooh. so conflict of interest that that that's some interest right there. Mm. Uh, but you're right, Deuce Vaughn is uh, about. Five six if uh, if he had heels. What's the uh, round? I mean, what's the round range for the TCU back? Pro- I think most people have thought he'd be early day three. I think he could go third, so okay. third or fourth round there. And then the other, you Texas tie here at running back. Cowboys also met formally at the combine. We, we heard they didn't meet formally with Bijan Robinson. Everybody thought that was kind of odd. Like, oh, I thought you guys had some interest. They did meet. Is that a misdirect play? Potentially, uh, but man, I just view Bijan Robinson as such a prominent football player that it's hard to misdirect with that guy. Like everybody should know that you have interest, but the guy that they're interested in at Texas is Bijan's backup, his his running mate, it's Roshan Johnson, and Roshan Johnson is their prototype man in terms of big, tough, uh, you know, physical runner, complete back. He, he came in at six foot two twenty at the combine. Uh, average five and a half yards per carry at Texas, split in time with Bijan. And that's a guy that I think they really, really like. Those are, if you're looking at, don't take a running back in the first round or the second round. If you're looking at who could the Cowboys potentially take in the third round as a value person to pair with Tony Pollard, Kendra Miller from TCU, Roshan Johnson from Texas. Those are two names to be aware of. Below the belt every single morning at this time on your home of the Cowboys and Rangers with Sean, RJ, and Bobby, one of our favorite basketball players growing up, involved in a drive-by shooting. What is Kyrie thinking right now about the Mavericks' life without Luka? And you thought Luka was bad with the refs. Wait until you hear what this guy said Last night, final hour, Thursday edition, and Choppy's going to tell you why there's no excuse for the Cowboys not to win the NFC all in the final hour after this.